Welcome to a special edition of The Daily Brief, coming to you from the Canada Strong and Free Network Conference, where True North is live on the ground, talking with Alberta Premier Danielle Smith and others. But also, MPs in the House of Commons voted in favour of calling a public inquiry into foreign interference in Canada's elections. While the motion is non-binding, the vote puts additional pressure on the government to call for a full-throated public inquiry following more allegations of China meddling in Canadian affairs. Meanwhile, as U.S. President Joe Biden arrives in Ottawa, sources say that the Trudeau government has reached a deal with the U.S. to allow them to close the Roxham Road border crossing. Hello, Canada. It's Friday, March 24th, and this is the True North Daily Brief. I'm Anthony Fury. And I'm Andrew Lawton. We've got you covered with all the news you need to know. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. True North has been live on the ground for several days at the Canada Strong and Free Network Conference up in Ottawa, holding events, interviewing politicians, meeting with readers and listeners, and all around exploring the conference that is about the center-right movement in Canadian politics. Andrew Lawton, you have been there interviewing Alberta Premier Daniel Smith, former Conservative interim leader Candace Bergen, and more. What's it been like so far, Andrew? It's been interesting. I mean, conferences where you are all part of a a broader family are always fun because you see people you haven't seen in a while. But it it also is particularly interesting here because there's an implicit election readiness tone that's going on, even though we don't know when the election is going to be. I mean, theoretically, it might not be until 2025. You can tell. I mean, Danielle Smith is in election mode with an Alberta election coming up there in in less than two months. You've got Pierre Polyev gearing up for an election, given the fact that we're in a minority government. You have a lot of uh, small C conservative activists, large C conservative activists as well, that are just ready to get out there. So uh, there does seem to be a bit more of an enthusiastic tone than you might expect for a party that's in opposition and a movement that is facing something of a barrage from the media and other forces. Yes, and all of this plays into, I think, one of the main speeches that was at the conference, which was Prime Minister Stephen Harper, who does not do a lot of these big public addresses, talking about what he perceives to be a conservative renaissance. He gave a speech on the stage and then something of a fireside chat with Preston Manning, where they were talking about some of the energies that created the reform movement back in the late 1980s, early 1990s, talking about how they feel there's a a similar atmosphere going on right now. Yeah, absolutely. And I I think that, you know, people forget, especially younger people that might not have been around for it, the Reform Party's success, but it didn't start off that way. I mean, they started off in 1988 and had no success. And then, you know, they had Deb Gray elected as a lone MP in a by-election. And then eventually in 1993, they come very, very close. And Preston Manning was talking about this to being the official opposition. And he said, you know, there were three close races in Edmonton, less than 400 votes that would have determined whether the reformers or the Bloc Québécois were the official opposition. So uh, stuff like that is important because it it was really this grassroots reclaiming of conservatism and of Canadian politics at the time when the PC party had very much lost its way in Canada. Andrew, you spoke with Alberta Premier Danielle Smith. There's a video available that folks can see up at tnc.news of that interview. What did she say? We spoke about a few things. One of them was the just transition, which may sound nice. There's nothing just about it. It's the federal government's, I'd say, explicit plan to phase out oil and gas jobs in this country. So we spoke about that and the effect it'll have on on provinces, on her province and also on the energy sector in Canada. 
Uh, we also spoke about the Calgary bylaw that I've discussed on my show. I know our colleague Rachel Emanuel has covered it, which is a bylaw in Calgary restricting protests that city council doesn't like. And uh, Danielle Smith has always been a, a free speech advocate, so we spoke about that as well. Despite Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's unwillingness to call a public inquiry into Chinese election interference in Canada, the majority of MPs have endorsed exactly that plan. On Thursday, an NDP motion calling for a public inquiry into election interference passed with 172 votes in favour and 149 against. The motion calls for the government to endorse a report from the Procedure and House Affairs Committee that calls on the government itself to, quote, launch a public inquiry into allegations of foreign interference in Canada's democratic system, unquote. Now, opposition motions are non-binding. The government doesn't have to act on this, but it does put additional pressure on the government. And this, of course, follows fresh allegations of the relationship between China and one Liberal MP in particular, Han Dong, who, according to a report in Global News, had uh, advised a Chinese diplomat to delay freeing the two Michaels, Michael Kovrig and Michael Spaver, for partisan reasons. Now, uh, Dong incidentally voted for the motion, while Justin Trudeau and most of the senior Liberals voted against it. Now, I don't really read much into that beyond uh, face-saving at this point. Yeah, certainly. And I've got to say, Andrew, not that I necessarily want this to be the case, but my impression is that we are now at a point where the public is kind of going, ah, I feel a little lost in the details here. So there was this one motion, maybe it was going to be a confidence motion, then it didn't happen, or it was not a confidence, but it still went through. And then there's this other motion, and it's non-binding, whatever that means, and they voted this way, but not that way. And we're going to have a special rapporteur, but we're not going to have this and that. I mean, I think it's, it's kind of getting really bogged down in these murky details that people are like, all right, I don't like this uh, Beijing interference issue, so I'm upset about that, but uh, I'm getting lost in the details now. And perhaps that is the point of the federal liberal government in managing all of this, and maybe they're partially succeeding. Yeah, I would certainly agree with that. And, and really what the NDP did here is they repackaged what's been a conservative demand, but ended up just because of timing and perhaps it's a little bit more palatable coming from the NDP having more success with their motion. But it was interesting to see the Liberals split on this. You had uh, Liberals that were abstaining on this, which is not a position that I think is going to be rewarded by voters. Andrew, what do you think happens next in this saga? Does it fizzle away? I mean, as I'm saying, I think procedurally, you're like, okay, I'm kind of done with these details, but there's still 10 other MPs who were apparently involved or or at least beneficiaries of this Beijing interference. We could still have the drip, drip, drip of more names coming out. We could. And I, I think a lot of these other candidates uh, and MPs are probably very grateful to Han Dong and Vincent Ke, the Ontario MPP, for basically shielding them from scrutiny. But if, as this story continues, uh, we have more reports from Global, more reports for the Globe and Mail, uh, and we start to expand the scope of this, I, I don't think it's over. And, and at a certain point, it becomes a question of, is this moving the needle? How much is this actually influencing people? Is this a story that is resonating with Canadians, or is it just one that's resonating with politicos? And I think that'll be the key question. The Trudeau government has reached an agreement with the United States to close the Roxham Road border crossing, according to media reports. Ahead of U.S. President Joe Biden's visit to Canada, government sources revealed to CBC that Canada reached a long-discussed deal with our neighbor to the south. The deal would see Canada announce openings for 15,000 migrants from the Western Hemisphere to apply to enter the country legally. 
Further, the deal will change the safe third country agreement between Canada and the U.S. to close a loophole in the agreement. The loophole currently prevents Canadian law enforcement from turning back asylum seekers who enter Canada from the U.S. at unofficial ports of entry, illegal border crossings. The agreement is expected to be announced later on Friday. Andrew, I would say bottom line, this is obviously a good decision, heads in the right direction. We've heard Quebec Premier Francois Legault call for this, the mayor of Niagara Falls, other mayors, people all across the country who say, hey, we're pretty open to immigrants coming to Canada. This is largely a nation of immigrants, but we got to do it in an orderly and legal fashion. But I think a lot of people are still saying, why did this take so long? Well, that, I mean, that's exactly the question, because this is not something that required brilliant minds to develop. This is something that everyone identified as the problem. True North identified it in our coverage of it. Conservative opposition members have identified it. Uh, the solution was a very easy one to devise. You just needed the political willpower in the government to put it forward. Everyone knew exactly what was causing the problem. And the government has been blaming this for Rocks and Road. They say, well, we can't do anything about it. It's the safe third country agreement. Well, if you're blaming that, you're aware of the problem. Why were you not putting this on the agenda much earlier? And I, again, you know, COVID put a bit of a pause on this, but we saw during COVID that it was actually possible for the government to secure the border effectively. So I think that they lost their cover when, when they uh, inadvertently owned up to that. You know, Andrew, I think the politicizing of this issue the past few years has been incredibly unfortunate. And we were having this debate before COVID because there was a problem with the border as well. And it was pretty clear that the liberals wanted the conservatives to make a lot of noise about it so they could turn around and say, you're anti-immigrant. Or even at that time, uh, the inflow of persons at that border were largely from African nations. So they could not just make it about anti-immigrant sentiments, but they could say you are racist as well. Even though we have heard from so many people who are recent immigrants themselves who found this whole Roxham Road concept offensive because it, it was illegal immigration. And of course, the vast majority of immigrants come here legally and properly. And now Justin Trudeau is just doing what, what conservatives called for him to do back in like 2018. And it's like, what's changed here? So it's unfortunate that the issue had to be needlessly divisive and acrimonious all along. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I also think that, you know, obviously, if there is an American component to this, the Prime Minister of Canada, whomever it is, has to pick and choose which issues they, they really try to press the U.S. government and U.S. president on. But I, I don't believe for a second that this needed to take so long. I think it was just a really, really low priority for the Trudeau government. That's it for today, and don't forget to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know, including exclusive True North reports from on the ground at the Canada Strong and Free Network Conference. And if you're able, please consider supporting independent media at donate.tnc.news. Thanks for listening, and have a great day.